Yesterday in Sweden, on his way to the G20 summit, the president repeated something he has often said when announcing matters of foreign policy. The international community's credibility is on the line. And America and Congress's credibility is on the line because we give lip service to the notion that these international norms are important. In this case, the credibility the president is referring to is a response to Syria's use of chemical weapons. But the president has evoked this notion of U.S. credibility in his policy during the Arab Spring, the conflict in Libya, support for Afghanistan and Iraq. Credibility was very much on the mind of Republican Congressman Ted Poe of Texas in the hearings yesterday before the House Foreign Affairs Committee. It seems to me that we have a credibility problem because our foreign policy in the Middle East is inconsistent. Our enemies really don't know what our foreign policy is. Our friends don't know what it is. And I'm not so sure Americans know what our foreign policy is in the Middle East. Joining me now is Nicholas Kristof, a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist and columnist for our partner, The New York Times. Nicholas, welcome back. Good to be with you, John. You know, Ted Poe is a longstanding antagonist of the Democrats and the Obama administration, but I was pretty struck by that question. Um, do you think he's right? I do think that there are uh, a lot of people in the Middle East who uh, wonder about the resolve of the U.S. Now, I mean, frankly, I think that's partly for good reasons. They think that, you know, because we walked away from Mubarak, for example, and in retrospect, I, I still think we were right to do that. Um it seems to me that, yes, there is a credibility problem, a credibility issue, but that, you know, in the larger scheme of things, the really important issue here is less credibility than it is chemical weapons. You know, if, if the issue were a more minor one, then I'd be more willing to walk away from the credibility issue. Is credibility the wrong word here? Is he basically looking for some sort of logical consistency, which can often never be achieved when a, a superpower confronts different nations, different relationships around the world? I think that there really is something useful in a major power projecting a sense of predictability. And it's true that in this case, particularly when Obama went to Congress, he surprised everybody and uh, pulled the rug out from John Kerry, among others. But, you know, I also do think that, uh, I mean, I would have been very happy if President Bush had shown less predictability and had changed his his approach in, uh, say, early 2003 and had, you know, had not gone to war. So, I think that the issue of predictability and resolve uh, and credibility, that there is something there, but I'd much rather have a right result at the end. Let's talk about uh, some of the more recent uh, interventions or military actions. Um, it, it seems to me that there is a stark contrast in the request for congressional authorization for an intervention in Syria, but uh, no discussion of anything like that in the drone operation in Yemen, which uh, was a response to terrorism chatter just a few weeks ago. Um, What do you make of that? Well, uh, yeah, I think that essentially what happened is that uh, President Obama was, uh, you know, saw the polls. It's striking that he decided to go to Congress, uh, not after consulting with his foreign policy advisors, but after consulting with Dennis McDonough, uh, who obviously is a, you know, a political person, his chief of staff, and uh, seemed to take his foreign policy people completely by surprise. I think this is, you know, driven by politics, uh, not by foreign policy. 
There is. I mean, I think it would have been great uh, if the drone program in particular had had a broader uh, public airing, and that's probably true of our cyber policy uh, as well. But in this case, really, the problem was less so much going to Congress, but the mixed signals that came before it. Does credibility come from acting, getting a political consensus, or does credibility come from actually changing the situation on the ground in Syria? And that's something we're not going to know for perhaps another year. I think it comes from all of that. I mean, I think maybe more than anything else, it comes from uh, a sense of predictability. There's always a certain amount of bluffing in foreign affairs. Uh, And I think that, you know, Obama has been very firm about uh, he's almost painted himself into a corner in terms of the possible use of military action against Iran if it continues with a nuclear program. That's a case where I'd like to see him be uh, less resolute and 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 back off that uh, position, but I think that he also does feel that if he is going to uh, preserve that ability to to change Iranian policy, then he has to uh, be predictable in the case of Syria as well, and that red lines have to mean something. Finally, is this a legacy question? The administration began with this huge sort of visionary notion of consulting in the world and being a leader and holding a a moral vision uh, in this century. And and now we're really going to Congress on something that is very, very limited in Syria, even though the humanitarian issue uh, is huge. The trajectory seems away from morality in the Obama administration. I'm wondering if you get that impression. I think the high point, uh, the high watermark uh, for that was the Libyan intervention. And it really was driven in part by this uh, notion of the responsibility to protect. Um, uh, uh, Samantha Power and Susan Rice were uh, both very firm advocates of the use of military power to uh, reduce suffering abroad, to address mass atrocities abroad. And then uh, since that, you know, that that community has really faded. The humanitarian intervention community has uh, diminished to almost nothing. And um, I think that the entire country, Obama included, uh, is just extraordinarily weary with the with international action of any kind. Credibility and weariness. There's a certain tension there. Nicholas Kristof, thanks so much. Delighted to be with you. Nicholas Kristof, New York Times columnist. Pulitzer Prize-winning New York Times columnist for our partner. Thanks. NYC Now delivers the most up-to-date local news from WNYC and Gothamist every morning, midday, and evening. With three updates a day, listeners get breaking news, top headlines, and in-depth coverage from across New York City. By sponsoring programming like NYC Now, you'll reach our community of dedicated listeners with premium messaging and an uncluttered audio experience. Visit sponsorship.wnyc.org to get in touch and find out more.